Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, there are a couple of pieces of news that we're going to touch on today, but for the most part, uh, we're going to be talking about the best fits for Eric Bieniemy, uh, the former Buffs running back who is now the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs. He's been one of the, like the, the big-name um, potential coaches in the NFL for a while now, and uh, it's seeming like at some point, maybe in the next few days, he's going to wind up as the head coach of an NFL team. Um, so figured it'd be a good time to just talk about the open jobs, where he'd fit best, and uh, what we should probably be rooting for him as he uh, gets closer to an awesome opportunity. Um, but first, Green Mountain Dental Group is a family-owned dentistry conveniently located just 15 minutes away from downtown Denver in Lakewood. They do really great work. The reviews are incredible. Um, Lindsay, the sales director at DNVR, has gone out there to get her wisdom teeth out, and she said it was literally the best experience she's had with a dentist in her life. Um, so that's a pretty great review. There are plenty of others if you use like any of the review things on the internet. Um, and uh, again, they just do really good work. They're family-owned. They're huge Colorado sports fans. And They'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. So make sure you schedule that cleaning, x-ray, and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group and then get out there in Lakewood and they'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush and a great teeth cleaning and all that other stuff. So, okay, two pieces of news. First of all, um, the Buffs were playing basketball against Oregon on Thursday and then Oregon State on Saturday, but... Oregon State caught COVID and had to back out of the game on Saturday. So the Saturday game will be rescheduled. There's still a game on Thursday against Oregon. Um, you may be wondering, what does that mean for the DMVR Buffs postgame show that was supposed to be after the Oregon State game on Saturday? Well, I've been wondering the same thing, and I'm going to figure that out as soon as this is over and then hopefully have some more information for everybody tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Um, also, other little piece of news is that Tyler Vons, the receiver from USC, uh, who played very well against Colorado two years ago. Um, you'll remember that they did not get a chance to play USC this year. Um, he has declared for the NFL draft. Uh, pretty big news for the Pac-12. Um, maybe not like huge news, but because we just went through all of the opt not not the opt-outs. We already did that. The uh, the transfer portal guys and the draft eligible draft declaration guys yesterday i figured we'd talk about that because i remember saying that 
Amon Ross St. Brown really isn't that big of a loss for USC because they have so many guys behind him. Well, now one of those guys is gone, so who knows? Maybe they'll have to be relying on some younger guys next year. Um, so those are the two pieces of news. One a lot more relevant than the other, but I don't know. I was interested by it. Um, Eric Bieniemy, though, and this is where I wanted to spend the bulk of today's podcast. Because, again, so for those of you who haven't followed along, Eric Bieniemy, running back at Colorado, really good, second-round draft pick, um, did some things in the NFL, and he's been coaching for a while now. In fact, he's been coaching, I think he'd been an assistant coach for 10 years before he got the job as the offense coordinator of the Chiefs. He's been there for a few years now, um, and that is a whole lot of experience. Um, it's kind of crazy. I was reading a different story about Eric Bieniemy. And they're talking about a couple of other coaches under Andy Reid, um, Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy, and how at this point, Eric Bieniemy has twice as much experience as those two did combined when they got their first head coaching job. So um, it has been like a few years of hearing that Eric Bieniemy is the next big NFL coach and he's going to get opportunities and everybody's intrigued because of the offense the Chiefs have had the last couple of years there. Um, now, now actually is probably the time. Um, and it's probably coming at some point in the next few days, like I said. So that's cool. And there are six open jobs in the NFL right now. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, the Detroit Lions, the Houston Texans, the New York Jets, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, it's kind of tough to rank all of these because there really are so many different things going on you know on the draft podcast today uh, we talked about all the open nfl gm jobs and it really is just different because you're walking into a different situation all of these places obviously you know there's some places where there's some experience like like it houston where you have a, a guy like deshaun watson at quarterback um that position is solidified and if you're a coach especially an offensive coach it can be tempting to want to go somewhere like that where you have Deshaun Watson. You don't have to worry about the quarterback. Um, there are plenty of other holes on the roster, but one very important piece is solidified. There are also places like the Lions where there's just this massive question mark and it, it lowers expectations. You know, even though the Texans aren't in a good spot, um, if Eric Bieniemy were to go there and lose people would be upset because he does have Deshaun Watson. And so it's this balancing of like the expectations of the fans, um, the expectations of the owner, how much freedom you have from the owner and the GM, um, what the players are like, um, just like the culture in general. And so there really is a lot going on. Um, what I decided was that uh, the New York Jets are the worst job. Um and it's kind of tough to choose just one because, you know, they're all pretty bad. That's why they're open. Um, the reason I don't like it is just because it feels like a trap. Um, it feels like you take that job and you think, wow, here we are in a really big market where you should be able to have success and draw free agents and all that sort of thing. But I think what really happens is people just get kind of mad. You know, the Jets fans are just kind of toxic to start with. Um you throw in like the way the media is and all the pressure, the expectation, all that kind of stuff out there. And that just kind of creates this cloud that hangs over everything that happens on the football field. And the things that have been happening on the football field have been very, very bad themselves. Um, there really isn't much to work with. Um, you know, you're looking at a team where Jamison Crowder 
was by far the best receiver. And Jamison Crowder it would not be like a top two receiver on plenty of teams. And that's like not anything against him. It's just like the state of that team. You know, um, Frank Gore is your leading rusher. Um, the offensive line is bad. There's, there's nobody at the skill positions. Um, you do have like a nice draft pick and you're going to get your choice of Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. But again, that almost just feels like it, it adds expectations to the team. Um, expectations that are not realistic unless they're like four wins or less. Um, so, I mean, it's just kind of like pretty obviously a, a tough spot. Um, second worst based on what I decided is the lions. The reason being that again, they just don't have too much to work with. The difference between them and the jets on the field, at least is that they aren't going to get their pick of those two quarterbacks. They're going to be stuck with, if they do go the quarterback route, probably a, a Trey Lance or maybe like a Mac Jones, if that's what they're into. And that doesn't put you in a great place there. And then you look around and they, they do have some weapons like Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones um, and TJ Hawkinson, the tight end. But when you look at that duo of Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, yes, those are two good receivers that you feel good about giving to a young quarterback. But when you compare them to the other top duos in the league, they really don't stack up really at all. Um, so many places you can look. You can look at like the Bucks. You can look at the Falcons. When you just like look around the league, there are just so many good receivers you know the browns with jarvis landry and obj the colts have ty hilton going now with michael Pittman, and i don't i don't know if that's like better right now but it will be next year um the Bengals have good things cooking like the, the titans like a, a good duo of receivers this is my point they're just not all that hard to find like it's a problem when you don't have them just ask the jets but like that is something that is attainable um also with the lions you know, you have like DeAndre Swift, you have like a decent offensive line, you don't have much of a defense. Like there just isn't a lot going on there. And the, the I guess what really holds it back is that there just isn't anything you really like about it. Like you're all right with the receivers, you're happy with them. But outside of that, it's like the the quarterback situation's a mess. The rest of the offense is in pretty, pretty decent shape. Um, the defense is like, eh. And that's just not enough to move the needle when there are at least some things you can talk yourself into. And next up is the the Falcons because they're just basically like in that exact same spot. Um, better duo of receivers, but Julio is even older. They have like negative cap space. Um, things just aren't good. On top of that, Matt Ryan is a free agent. Actually, I don't think he's a free agent, but he does have like the out in his contract that the Falcons are basically just like forced to take because of the amount of money he's going to make. And because they have, I think there are two teams with less cap space and they're like in the negative, um, including the Falcons, like half the league is in the negative. It's a weird thing, but um, yeah, like they just don't like you're, you're walking in, you need a quarterback, you need a running back, your offensive line disappointed. Um, and then on defense, you had one of the worst defenses in the entire league and there were like some young pieces, but for the most part, like they're just don't, they don't have any talent back there. And so there really just isn't anything that makes this job all that enticing, except like, at least you do have like Julio and Calvin Ridley. If, if you did get a quarterback in there and you did add like a couple more pieces, then maybe the offense isn't all that far off. 
I'm not really sure. The, the reason this one gets the edge over the Lions, even though I do think they're pretty similar in a lot of ways, is that the Falcons receivers are just better. Um, and for an offensive coach, one who really likes to throw the ball, as crazy that is for a former running back, like this will be a passing offense. That is very clear wherever he goes. You might as well just take that Julio, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, Hayden Hurst group and see if you can get to five, six wins for a couple years before you can get more talent on the team. Um, yeah, uh, we'll move along to the third best, I guess, at this point. We're now to, like, the good ones. Um, uh, the Texans, again, honestly, not not a good job, but you do have Deshaun Watson, and I'm not, I'm not sure whether I really like this, you know, here's what I'll say from a GM perspective, like we we're talking about on the draft podcast. If you guys have listened to that or whatever, um, you don't have any flexibility. Like you really can't do anything. Your first move basically has to be like cutting JJ Watt and then figuring out who else you have to cut to get close to financially viable for next season. Um, that's not a fun place to be in. And this is a team that's a couple years away from having real talent. Um, and on top of that, I think the expectations are pretty high, like I said, because you do have Deshaun Watson. I think that a lot of these problems fall more on the GM's shoulders than the coach's shoulders, especially when you're a coach like Eric Bieniemy, who in theory should be able to do something with a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. And you can't like put all of Patrick Mahomes' development on Eric Bieniemy. That'd just be an insane thing to do. But he has gotten really good reviews. And the book on him is that he knows how to simplify things for his quarterbacks. And we did hear Patrick Mahomes in a season in which he won the MVP award and the Super Bowl. Um, no, that was just the MVP award. He said that he uh, didn't know how to read defenses. So that kind of throws it back to that whole like making things easy on the quarterback thing. I don't know. Maybe there's something there. The, the point is Eric has a great track record um, at all of his coaching stops, but obviously, especially the chiefs. And while he wasn't like a play caller or anything he, at, at, with Kansas city, what he was is like a guy who was really instrumental in piecing all the ideas together and building a game plan and running all the meetings and teaching everything to everybody. And those are some of the more important qualities doesn't matter too much to go down that road, but I do think that with his brain, he can put Deshaun Watson in a situation where Deshaun can win games. And at this point, that's all you can really ask for. Um, and I mean, like the franchise quarterback, that is that is something that you can bank on a little bit. Um, that if if things do pan out for Deshaun Watson and he is successful, well, that's going to mean that Eric Bieniemy was a successful coach too, and that might be a situation that you are happy with. You know, even if it is a bit of a gamble because you don't have enough talent right away. I don't know. Um, Texans GM job not something I'd want to deal with because you're kind of just your your hands are tied for the first year or two. Um, the coach though maybe maybe you can make something happen, um, and if you do, it'd be really impressive. Which is what you want to do is impress people. Um, then the top two. These are the two that are actually really exciting spots. This is where you really want to go, in my opinion, if you are Eric Bieniemy, because there are a couple of good situations. Um, you're kind of splitting hairs to pick one or the other. I think. Um, but I'm going to say my number two job is the Jacksonville Jaguars because Jacksonville obviously has the number one over pick number overall pick. Sorry. Uh, and you're getting Trevor Lawrence. 
On top of that, you have a good group of receivers featuring, of course, famously, LaVisca Chenault, who had two touchdowns this week and is looking like he is a very good receiver recently. So if you're Eric Bieniemy, you, you like the receivers with him and with Chark, and you have a couple other guys who are free agents, you have the opportunity to draft guys, probably add more because in free agency you can say, hey, guess what? If you sign with us, you know who you're playing with. Not Gardner Minshew. Trevor Lawrence, and I think that you could probably get people in. You have a good run, young young running back. Um, you have an offensive line that, at the very least, was able to make a young quarterback look good. And maybe you have a couple guys on defense, so you need some work there. Again, offensive coach, that's a lot of weapons, and you get Trevor Lawrence. And, and similar to Deshaun Watson's thing, where if he just like plays well, then... In theory, you should be like a nine-win team at the floor. It might take like one more year for the Texans to get there, and it might take the Jags a couple of years. But the same should be true of Trevor Lawrence. Um, when you have a guy who is that good of a quarterback, you should just expect to be a play in the playoffs every year. And if you're a coach who's in the playoffs consistently, you don't expect to get fired. Um, plus, there's the upside of Trevor Lawrence could be the next Patrick Mahomes, and you could see a bunch of Super Bowl rings on the way. Um, and in another way, Trevor Lawrence does play the game pretty similarly to how Patrick Mahomes does. Um, not like they don't move like Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, but they do move very well and play well on the run and can hit long balls, all these different things. So I think that there are some similarities in the types of schemes that you could run Um and, you know, you already have a head start on the receivers. I, I would be tempted if I were them to go get one more just because that's the way the offense is going to go with Trevor Lawrence. But although there might be some hiccups early on with such a young team, I think that there's a good chance that they would be very successful um, for a while if they have the right coach. Um, next up, the number one job, according to what I decided, um, I'll tell you in just a second after I tell you about Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge is incredible. They make great beers. Um, I know there's actually a watch party at the bar tonight. I I guess this was like the first day we're back open because of the way some laws changed or something. Um, I'm taking bars being allowed to open as a positive sign without digging like into numbers and stuff. And that's... Uh, does make me feel a bit better. I'm uh, I'm not headed in tonight, but I do know that a lot of people from DMVR are, and also they like sold out. I think it's a very limited number of RSVPs that are allowed, probably. But yeah, um, that's going on. There's beers to be drank, so go in there and drink those beers. Strawberry Sky, the Avalanche, the what else do we even have on tap? It's been so long since it was open. Um, Vanilla Porter Jr.'s on tap. Just just a lot of really good beers, and now there's one more place to go drink them. Uh, so take advantage of that. Um, they are very good. You can also head down to the farmhouse um, out in Littleton on the Breckenridge campus and get some food, do some ice skating, some uh, tubing on the hill. Um, just a good time. So get out there, too, um, and drink some damn good beers. Football's playoffs start this weekend, and there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you haven't checked out the app yet, there's no better time to sign up and start cashing in. To celebrate the most exciting time of the football season, DraftKings is giving you the chance to double your money, and all it takes is for one touchdown to be scored during Saturday's football games. That's right. Once you opt in and place your bet, all you have to do is sit back and wait for a touchdown. 
While we're all excited for football, let's not forget the 2021 basketball season is kicked off, so head to the app now to check out all of DraftKings Daily Odds Boost. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DMVR when you sign up to have a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in one of Saturday's football games. That's code DMVR for new players to get a shot at doubling their money for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Um, the number one job um, is the Los Angeles Chargers. And the reason why, and again, this is kind of splitting hairs in a lot of ways, because I do think that, like, even though we have seen Justin Herbert play very well um, for a rookie this season, I still think that Trevor Lawrence is the guy you'd rather have. I mean, just the, the level of prospect that he is, very hard to pass up on, and I do think that Trevor Lawrence has the edge. However... Throughout the rest of the roster, there's a lot more to like with the Chargers. Um, first of all, you look at the receivers. And if you like DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault, well, then you probably love Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Those are just two very talented players. And, and on top of that, I think there's a good chance that you're probably picking up Kyle Pitts in this draft, which means that you have one more weapon. And that's kind of the benefit of having another or having a pick this year because you aren't using it on Trevor Lawrence. You know, you have a first-rounder to play with outside of for your quarterback. Um, and so you do expect just a little bit more talent there. On top of that, Austin Eckler. What a nice piece for a coach like um, Eric Bieniemy. You know, the way they use the running backs to kind of bounce around a little bit, um, to to catch some balls in the flat like that just opens up so many things and and for a coach who wants to make things easy on a young quarterback giving him safety blankets is the the best thing that you can possibly do um on top of that you think about you know if they do go and get a kyle pitts for example that's their travis kelsey replacement in this office offense and obviously it isn't all one-to-one you know the the chargers receivers aren't quite as good as the Chiefs receivers, but what the Chargers receivers have is the size while the Chiefs receivers have some speed. So you might want to tweak a couple things here or there, but for the most part, things are going to stay the same. Um, and, and the tight end screens, those sorts of things that the Chiefs can run, all that misdirection, that would look real good with Kyle Pitts there. I mean, again, where that's just a total assumption on the draft pick, which I shouldn't make, um, but... That's just one of the potential possibilities. You look at the defense, and again, it was a disappointing year. Uh, some of the guys are definitely aging out, but you still have a, a Joey Bosa. You still have, like, what, Uchenna Nuosu is kind of nice. Um, who else do they have in that secondary right now? Obviously, Derwin James will be back. I mean, they, they do have some real pieces. Um, crazy I included Uchenna Nuosu, honestly, but... Um, they do have some some options to play there. Um, I just think that with with a young quarterback who is at least proven, that might even be a little bit safer than taking the riskier guy. Um, maybe the upside isn't as high as it is at Jacksonville, but just because of how how easy that transition should be going into a football team that isn't like a, a, a toxic environment. Like you're not fighting against history. Well. 
You're kind of you're fighting against history to go win a Super Bowl. But to 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 string together playoff appearances, you're not. And and you certainly are if you're the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um curious what you guys think. Um I think the Chargers is probably the best fit even though it'd be kind of crazy to stay in the AFC West and that definitely does limit your winning potential but I think that that's still a better option than Jacksonville. Um, but if you guys have any thoughts, like maybe you're super into Deshaun Watson or maybe um, you think Julio and those receivers are worth it, I don't know. Just let me know in the comments as always. Um, this was a bit shorter podcast. Um, we're going to be back with hopefully some basketball talk tomorrow ahead of the game on Thursday. And then um, I'm not sure how we're going to end the week because there won't be a game on Saturday. Unless, who knows, maybe there's they're going to try to reschedule something. Maybe you get a second crack at Oregon and they just stay there. Who knows? Um, but that's uh, what's on the way. So stay tuned to that. And I will see you guys tomorrow. I think they like my Colorado sway. when I'm in it play. I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go. Colorado swag, cause when I'm in it play, I 
don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it, go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado sway.